Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Burrell's unedited podcast, episode number 71. Got a pretty, uh, got a lot of topics to talk about today, adding a couple things in. Big week after uh, Champions League draws happen, so we're going to kick it off with another fee segment. He sent in some questions. Like I said, I haven't looked. Um, we'll get to those first, again, like usual. Uh, we'll then get into my post-week 10 college football top 23 power rankings. I'll probably have my live reaction for you on the committee's. Uh, rankings. I think it, it comes up in about 15 minutes, so I'll be able to have those. Uh, I'll be able to react to those here, too. I have it on the TV. Um, college football, Week 10 reactions and Week 11 predictions. Then we're going to get into my Champions League round of 16 predictions. My 2022 World Cup predictions as well. Let me make sure I got that pulled up. Yeah, I went through. There's a thing online. Website, you can go through and pick each game, and it calculates out what the final results will be I had to obviously go through and you know make find the bracket and pick that out um but yeah we have all the groups um so we're going to get to that after the Champions League then we're going to get into my post week 9 NFL top 16 power rankings me and my brother's week 11 game predictions and then I'll have like I said every every two podcasts this will be my 1.5 mock draft um so we'll get into that. Fourth, my first time having four quarterbacks being taken um, in the first round. And then all things UFC 281 at the end. We'll go through the fight card, uh, my predictions, ways to win. We'll look at the odds for the fights as well. I think we're picking on fan fight picks. I won't, I won't have the fan fight picks. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We're picking from eight fights. A really loaded card. So we're going to pick them from eight fights, actually. Um, but like I said, we're going to get started here with the fee segment. He sends it to me via email, and I just click in, and I read it down. Um, so he's got NFL, NBA. All right, so NFL and NBA. We're going to start out in the NFL. Um, overreaction or not, Patrick Mahomes is the midseason frontrunner for MVP. That is not an overreaction. Um, I would completely agree. He would be my, my frontrunner today as well. Um, I mean, he's just been unreal, uh, just what he's done this year, you know, last night or Monday night or Sunday, Sunday night, excuse me, what, 400 and some yards passing, 60 some rushing, two touchdowns, a two point conversion. Yeah. He just took over that game. He did what an MVP does, took over that game. So yeah, not an overreaction. Patrick Mahomes is my mid season front runner as well. And, or he should be in my opinion. Overreaction not to his top three in MVP, MVP discussion. Uh, slight overreaction. I would have him probably around the six area, maybe seven. I don't know if I have my top five. I'd have to look and think about it. My top three would be, well, no, my top five. He would be six behind one of it, behind his receiver and then a defensive player and then three quarterbacks. I'd have it Mahomes, Her, uh, Allen, Hurts, Parsons, Tua, then Tua, or uh, Parsons, uh, Tyreek Hill, then Tua. Those would be my front. Those would be my top six MVPs. So a slight overreaction. He's in the discussion for sure, but he's not top three. Overreaction not the Bengals and Ravens are legit Super Bowl contenders that could knock off the Chiefs and Bills. That's an overreaction. I don't think they can. Um, and if I had to pick one of the teams, I think actually would have a better shot at doing it. I would say the Bengals because by the time they play the Chiefs and the, I don't know if they play the Chiefs or the Bills in the regular season, but by the time they play them in the playoffs, Hill, uh, what's his name, Jamar Chase will for sure be back. So I'd lean Bengals. I don't think either team can beat the Bills or the Chiefs though. Pick one team who can who can beat both the Chiefs and the Bills during the playoffs between these four teams fully healthy. 
obviously you will have to probably beat them both, right? I mean, because one will get a bye, and then one will be a two. So you most likely, you will. Actually, you will. Because if they both, if the, let's say the Chiefs are the two and the Bills are the one, Chiefs advance, they're on opposite sides. You would have to beat the Bills and the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl, which is a monumental task. So the teams are the Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, and Chargers. Um, <coughs> let me get a drink real quick. Okay. So, I'll go four to one. I would go Chargers four. I think the Chargers are just frauds. Even if they're fully healthy, I just don't think that Brandon Staley is a good enough coach. I think the the other three teams have good head coaches. Um, Harbaugh obviously being the best. I'd actually say I think Mike McDaniel is a better head coach than uh, Zach Taylor, but I do not think Brandon Staley is a good head coach at all. I'll go Chargers four. I'll go Dolphins three. Just because we haven't seen Tua in the playoffs. I know you can say the same about Lamar, that he hasn't performed in the playoffs, but Tua hasn't been there at all. So I'm going to put them at three. Then I'm going to go Ravens, and I'll go Bengals one because Joe Burrow gets up for big games. We saw that last year in the playoffs, got up for the big ones. Um, yeah, so I'll go I'll go Bengals as the team that I think, if I had to pick one, I don't think either of four can. Ten minutes, actually, by the way, to a college football rankings. Um, if I had to go one of those four, I would go Bengals. Overreaction or not, Brandon Staley, Josh McDaniel, Josh McDaniels, Nathaniel Hackett, and Cliff Kingsbury all must be fired this offseason. God, man, it's probably slightly, it's probably not an overreaction. I think that I, I know, well, here's the thing. I could see McDaniels and Brandon Staley getting another year. McDaniels, I think, is a good coach. Um, I think they, they just haven't put it together. I do not think Nathaniel Hackett's a good coach at all. I think Cliff Kingsbury and Nathaniel Hackett for sure get fired. I think actually what's crazy is Brandon Staley's probably going to keep his job because the motherfuckers are 5-3 and three and they're probably going to make the wild card in the AFC. And even if, I mean, if they make the playoffs, I don't think he gets fired. Because they're going to, he's going to, they're going to always have the excuse of, well, we can't really fire him because we could have got a better seed in the playoffs because we didn't have Mike Williams for so many weeks. We didn't have Keenan Allen basically all season. You know, Austin Eckler's been banged up. Our defense's been banged up. They're going to have that excuse. So if he gets them in the playoffs, I think he'll stay. I think Josh McDaniels will get one more season. I do not think Nathaniel Hackett. So I'm going to say it's a slight overreaction. Now, all four could. All, I guess, must be fired. If I had to say what I would do, I would fire three of them. I would let Josh McDaniels have one more year. I think he's a good coach, in my opinion. Um, but I would fire Staley, I'd fire Hackett, and I'd fire Kingsbury. I think Kingsbury would be a tremendous offensive coordinator in the NFL or college. And he could honestly possibly work in college football. He's kind of like a poor, a slightly, not slightly, I guess I'd say a poor man's version of um, Lincoln Riley. I think he could succeed. I think Lincoln has a better understanding of defense than Kingsbury does. But I think Kingsbury could be a great offense coordinator in college or in the NFL. I don't think he's an NFL head coach, though. Okay, so overreaction out. The Packers season is over, and they should look to start start looking for trade options for options for Rodgers. Um, if they so is the season over? I think it is honestly for them. I really do. I mean, you watch how they play. Can he get the magic going potentially? But those receivers are so bad. The O line isn't very good. They run into Dallas this week. They still have to play Philly. They've already lost to the the Redskins and Giants, who are the who are the two or lesser teams in that division or in that yeah in that division Cowboys D line is going to really get after him I think it's going to be ugly for the Packers but you never know it's in Lambeau 
Um, but I think the season's over personally, and yeah, I think uh, I think a pack the Packers would be probably smart. Uh, Jordan Love's gonna be going into what his third year or fourth year next year. I think if you could trade Rodgers, because I don't think Rodgers is done at all. I think it's completely the team, the offense. I mean, think of teams that could use a quarterback. What if he goes and reunites? And what if what if the Raiders suck this year? They obviously don't have to trade the third overall pick for Rodgers. You you cut Derek Carr because they have a weird outing of his contract where they would only owe three million. I think it's only a three million dollar cap hit if they cut him after this year. You have the third overall pick to draft uh, some defensive players because I think they're they're weapon. I mean, Rodgers if they're healthy, Waller, Devonte, and Hunter Renfro. Uh, who who's the running back? We don't know because they didn't pick up Josh Jacobs' option. It's a terrible idea. Yeah, I think he could get traded. There's going to be teams that are after him. You know, are the are the Giants for sure sold? On Daniel Jones, um, New Orleans a possibility I could see. Uh, like I said, Las Vegas is a possibility. There's obviously some other teams I probably can't, I'm probably just not thinking of right now that would be a possibility. Seattle potentially. Um, yeah, I think Rodgers probably gets if they don't make the playoffs and it's looking like they won't. I think he will probably they'll probably look for a trade. Overreaction not Raiders season is over and they should yeah we just so I just talked about that kind of in the Rodgers segment. I do kind of think their season's over as well. Sadly. And uh, I think they do look to get out of the Derek Carr deal. I think whether they cut him or somebody trades for him, um, but I think he will be gone after this year as well. I think it's kind of like Carr's been in Vegas for nine years. He's had six different head coaches. Maybe it's time to just split. Roger's been in Green Bay's entire career. Maybe it's just time to split. You know, pick one. Pick one of. Pick one of these teams to make the playoffs in the Jets and the Patriots. That's tough. I do think the Jets are a better team. But the Patriots have Belichick. I'm actually going to lean Patriots here, and I think that might surprise some people. But I'm going to lean the Patriots here um, because of Belichick and the way he can scheme to win games. Look what he did when he played the Jets. Look how he schemed against them. Just absolutely said, nope, we're going to make Zach Wilson. And it kind of showed Zach Wilson couldn't beat him. I'm going to lean Patriots here. Fact or fiction, the Bills showed their vol- Yeah, absolutely. The Bills are absolutely beatable. Very beatable. Are they still probably my, even though, you know, we'll get to my rankings here in a bit. They're at three now. Would I still say they're the second? Would I have them second as the Super Bowl favorites? Yeah, for sure. But they're beatable for sure. 100%. Fact or fiction, the Dolphins won the AFC East. Fiction, I think the Bills still won the division. I think the Dolphins get in the playoffs though. Fact or fiction, the Seahawks will win the NFC West. Fiction, I think the, I think the Niners are going to go on a run and finish at about 11 and six. And I have the Seahawks finish about 10 and seven. So I think the Niners will win that division. So fiction. Will the Bucks win their division? Yes, they will. The Bucks will be in the playoffs. I think they're nine and eight team. They'll finish nine and eight and they'll be in the playoffs. Do the Chiefs rely too much on Mahomes? A little bit, yeah. I mean, their run game is worrisome. You know, uh, they don't really establish it all that well. So you know, it could be interesting if they're up ten late in the game. They're trying to run the ball and they can't. And they just have to punt and stuff like that. I mean, they do rely a little bit on Mahomes. I mean, he was probably their, yeah. I'm sure he was their leading rusher Sunday night. So yeah, they do a little bit. So that'll be it for the NFL. We're going to get into uh, the NBA here, uh, Fees NBA. Um, and then uh, we're getting, we're going to look at weight college football rankings. should be coming up here in about five. So the Cleveland Cavs will be the best team in the Eastern Conference by the end of this season and for, for the foreseeable future. Um, this year, let me grab a drink while I think about that. Um, yeah, by the end of this year, they will. 
I think the Bucks are still very good, and so are the Celtics. I'm going to say yes, and they will be the best for the foreseeable future. Donovan's 25, Garland and Allen are 24, and then Mobley's 20, 21. Yeah. They're going to be a problem for years to come. Contenders or pretenders, the Atlanta Hawks. I'm still going to go pretenders. Um, that doesn't mean I don't think they could make a run in the playoffs and get to a conference finals or maybe an NBA finals because Trey and DeJounte is a great duo. I just don't know, man. I'm going to say pretenders for now, though. Uh, contender, pretenders, Portland. This one, oh, I skipped over a couple, but uh, pretenders. The Trailblazer pretenders. Fact or fiction, the Nets will make the playoffs. As of right now, I'm going to say no. I think they'll be in the play-in. I don't think they'll get the play- to the playoffs, though. Are the Jazz legit, or is this the same old Jazz? Yeah, Jazz are not legit. Uh, if they're a one seed, it wouldn't be shocked if they get bounced by an eight seed in the first round, or if they're a two seed, bounced by a seven seed in the first round. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're legit at all. From one to ten, how worried are you about Golden State? I'm at about a four or five. Still going to give it time. It's early in the year. Uh, they got to figure some things out, and I think they will. Is it not caring? Old age or simply the rest of the league catching up to the Warriors? I think they're just caught up. I really do. I thought last year they had, you know, I thought, you know, the NBA was, in my opinion, a little bit down. Like, I don't think there was too many elite teams. Um, I don't think, I, I think that they've, the NBA's caught up now. I would look right now at the Warriors, let's see. Who's better than the Warriors currently? Suns, Jazz, um, Grizzlies, Clippers. I'd have at least four teams better, and there's probably more. Uh, the Mavs might be better. Um, but yeah, so I think they've just caught up. Is it time to 100% panic for the Lakers? No, not yet. Again, I wait a little bit. Two and eight's not great. Uh, we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. Should AD be on the trade block? I don't think so. Um, I wouldn't trade him. Um, I think you don't. I wouldn't do it right now uh, because, I mean, it depends what you get for him. You know, do you get something that – is it – he's still been the best defensive player in basketball to start the season. Whether people want to bitch about his offense or not, he's still been the best defensive player in basketball. Does the trade help you get to the playoffs this year? Or does keeping AD give you more of a chance to somehow, you know, to not somehow, potentially get in the play-in, win a couple play-in games, or one play-in game and get in the playoffs? I think they should keep him, to be honest. List two potential trade scenarios for AD. Um, this is tough off the top of my head. You know, there is the one floating out there, AD and, you know, Russ for like Kyrie and... Joe Harris and Ben Simmons, uh, I don't know. I would rather, if I'm going to trade with Brooklyn, I want KD. Um, oof. Another trade scenario. The AD is still very valuable around the league, is just what I've heard. Saw one floated out today, uh, Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. for AD, and a couple picks, obviously thrown by Memphis. Uh, Colin Coward said Draymond, Moody, uh, Wiseman, and somebody else in a couple picks for AD. I, I still think they should keep him. Biggest overachiever and biggest underachiever so far in both both conferences. Overachievers, obviously the Jazz in the West. Underachieving, it's definitely it's Warriors and it's Warriors and Lakers right now. Probably Lakers taking the cake right now. Uh, East overachieving. Let me just real quick pull up the uh, Eastern Conference standings. Not really many overachievers. I mean, my, 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 my picks were kind of right. 
You know, I'll go with the uh, Pacers at 5-5. Five and five. Uh, Eight seed right now in the East. I'd say overachieving. Um, I did say that the uh, um, Heat would kind of slip. So I'm going to go Nets. as uh, Nets and Sixers kind of. But uh, Sixers banged up. I'm going to go Nets and Heat as my underachieving. Um, but again, thank you again, Fee, for the segment. Um, he's not going to have one next week because he's going to be on the pod soon. Um, try to get him on when he uh, comes back to town next. Definitely want to get him on the pod. But, uh, yeah, it's a countdown. I'm going to give my uh, standings right now before they do the college football ones, and then whenever they have it on, I'll react to it. So number one is Georgia, clearly, after the win over Tennessee. I think they got to be number one. Ohio State didn't look good. They're still sitting at two for me. Michigan at uh, three. Uh, TCU at four, so that would be my college football playoff as of right now. Obviously, Ohio State Michigan, one of them might eliminate each other. Um, but all four of those teams are undefeated. I think the last of the undefeated is in college football. So, uh, five Tennessee dropped them from uh, two to five. I know they didn't play well at all, and it was kind of one sided. But I still think Tennessee is a very good football team, and I don't think they're done yet. I think they still have a chance at the playoff. They went out, and some things happened. Uh, Oregon is my number six now at eight and one. Uh, Oregon, USC, and UCLA really control their own destiny to win the Pac twelve and probably get in the playoff with some losses that happen. So that's my six, seven, eight. Oregon is six, USC seven, UCLA eight. Uh, I got LSU at nine. I know I had him at fifteen last week. Didn't have him at ten like the committee. Obviously, the committee is going to have. It's already basically given LSU. They've already showed them they have a chance at the playoff with two losses. If they had him at ten, I would imagine they're six or five tonight. I don't think they're over TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, or Georgia, but I imagine they're six or five tonight. So they're going to say if LSU wins out and beats Georgia. They're going to be in the playoff at 11-2. and two. That's 100% what's going to happen. No questions asked. So, yeah, LSU is at 9 for me. Alabama drops to 10. Tough loss, two-point conversion. That's tough. North Carolina at 11. My highest-ranked ACC team over Clemson, who's at 12. They're 8-1. and one. Old Miss at 13. They're at 8-1. and one. Utah at 14. They're 7-2. and two. Penn State at 15. They're 7-2. and two. Uh, Texas at... Uh, 16 after the win over K-State. Uh, they're 6-3. K-State at 17 now at 6-3 for me. I have Liberty as my highest ranked, not, uh, my highest ranked group of five. They're 8-1. Uh, Tulane at 8-1, um, ranked 19. Bad thing for Liberty is they're independent, so Tulane goes 12-1 and wins their conference title. They'll probably end up jumping Liberty. Uh, they're probably still over Liberty, even though Liberty just went and beat Arkansas. Uh, Notre Dame at 20 after the win that I called against Clemson. Um, six and three. They're there. Uh, Kentucky got a nail biter win over Missouri. They're twenty one now. They're ranked twenty one, six and three. NC State beat Wake, so they're in at twenty two. And then UCF at twenty three. They're seven and two. So significant risers. I'm gonna grab one more drink. Um, Georgia three to one. TCU six to four. LSU 15-9, Texas unranked to 16, Notre Dame unranked to 20, NC State unranked to 22, and UCF unranked to 23. Significant fallers, Tennessee 2-5, Alabama 5-10, Clemson 7-12, K-State 11-17, Illinois 12 to unranked, <coughs> Oklahoma State 18 to unranked, Wake 19 to unranked, and Q's 23 to unranked. Teams in consideration, top 23, so next five out, Illinois 7-2, Mississippi State six and three, Kansas six and three, Oklahoma State six and three, and Wake Forest six and three. So my main five reactions to Week Ten: Georgia clear, clearly the best team in the country right now. 
Ohio State and Michigan just haven't showed me enough. Um, Michigan and Ohio State kind of both played weak schedules. Both handled Penn State, but it's going to come down to when they play each other for sure. Uh, second place for Big 12 is wide open. I mean, with that, Texas beating K-State. K-State could have really took a firm control of second in the Big 12 with a win. Texas wins. They make it wide open. Uh, this is one of Nick Saban's worst teams in a while. I really do think it is. Um, the receivers are not very good. Um, I don't think the defense is good as in prior years either. Um, they still might have the best player in the country, but it's going to be. They're they're probably done. They're probably done for the playoffs. Ohio State needs to grow more and quickly to hang with Georgia and TCU. Now has a clear path to the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean if TCU TCU should be ranked four, um, uh, in the playoff, and so that means if they run the table and go thirteen, no, they're in the playoff, no doubt about it. Um, so results from my week my week ten top five games of the week went two and three. God, back two and three after a four and one week. Uh, I had Tennessee over Georgia. That was a loss. I did have Liberty over Arkansas. That was a win. LSU over, or Bam over LSU. That was a loss. I had K-State over Texas. That's a loss. And obviously I had Notre Dame over Clemson. That was a win. So I'm 30 and 20 overall. <clears throat> My week 11, top five games of the week. Number 10, Alabama at number 13, Ole Miss. I am going bounce back for Bama, 27-24. UCF at number 23, UCF at number 19, Tulane. Give me Tulane, 31-27. Number one, Georgia at Mississippi State. Give me Georgia 38-20. Number 11, North Carolina at Wake Forest. Give me Carolina 38-31. Number four, TCU at number 16, Texas. It's my upset of the week. And I, I they might be favored, though, so it might not really be an upset. But I'm going number 16, Texas, to beat number four, TCU 34-31. So we're coming up exclusive. So I'm going to go through my uh, soccer picks, and then by the time that's over, we should be able to bounce back and react to the – um, rankings, Champions League round of sixteen predictions. So AC Milan versus Tottenham. First leg is in is in uh, is at AC Milan. I go one one draw. Second leg in Tottenham. Uh, I'm gonna go Tottenham two nil. So that would uh, hold on. God damn this thing. Uh, Tottenham two nil. So Tottenham advances three one on aggregate. PSG Bayern, 3-1 PSG. Uh, PSG's at home in the first leg. Give me 3-1 PSG in the first leg. Second leg's uh, in Bayern. Give me Bayern 3-2. PSG advances 5-4. Oh, here's the rankings. Here we go. Washington, 25. Kentucky, 24. Florida State, 23. UCF, 22. Illinois down to 21. Don't know how you can have Illinois still ranked. Their resume's not great, and they got their ass beat by Michigan State. They scored seven points. Don't know how you can do that. Um, why it's pot, why they're talking about the rankings we'll go through. So again, I PSG advancing 5-4 and aggregate. Here's 20 through 16. Uh, Notre Dame at 20, K-State at 19, Texas at 18, Tulane at 17, and NC State at 16. So that means no Liberty in the top 25, probably. That's really interesting. There's no way they have Liberty in the top 15. That's strange to me right there. Uh, Club Bruges, Benfica. First legs in uh, at Club Bruges, 1-0 Bruges for me. Second leg in Benfica, give me Benfica, 2-0. Benfica advances 2-1 on aggregate. Dortmund versus Chelsea. This is a great one. Uh, first leg, Dortmund at home, give me 2-1 Dortmund. Second leg, Chelsea is at home, 2-0 two, two Chelsea. Give me Chelsea, 3-2 on aggregate. Liverpool versus Madrid. Liverpool, completely different team in the Champions League. First legs, Liverpool at home, give me 3-0 Second leg, Real Madrid at home. Give me Madrid 3-1. Liverpool goes on 4-3 on aggregate. Frankfurt uh, versus Napoli. Frankfurt at home in the first leg. 
Uh, give me Napoli, though, 2-1. Second leg, Napoli at home. Give me Napoli 4-1. They advance 6-2 on aggregate. Uh, Leipzig versus Man City. Uh, Leipzig at home in the first one. Give me 2-1 City. Here we go. Uh, North Carolina up to 15. So they still have Clemson in the top 10. Clemson just got their ass whooped and they haven't played anybody. North Carolina 15, Penn State 14, Utah 13, UCLA 12, Old Miss 11. What in the world? Not going to lie, I completely forgot that. It was uh, the college football rankings tonight just happened to play out pretty well here. Um, but City 2-1 at Leipzig, and then City 2-1, or 5-1 at home, 7-2 on aggregate. Inter Milan, Porto, kind of a stunner here. Inter wins 1-0 at home in the first leg. I'm going Porto 3-1 in the second leg, 3-2 on aggregate, Porto advances. So now we're going to go to the World Cup. After I see 10-6, Clemson at 10. Okay, that's, I mean, I guess that's a little, I have them at 12, so I guess there's not much difference. But yeah, Clemson at 10, so I'm guessing Bama 9. Bama 9, 8-7-6. Right, I guess what were mine? Let's go back to mine. So, okay. They had, why had North Carolina higher than them? So they had Bama. Okay, so they're going to go. Wait, what? How are they going to do this? So it's Clemson is at 10. Pause. Can we please get on to the next one? I have Clemson at 10. Bam at they're gonna have Bam at 9. Right? Unless they don't punish Bama that much. So Bam they're still talking here. Let's okay, let's go to the World Cup group stage predictions. Group A, Netherlands, Senegal, Ecuador, and Qatar. I got Netherlands. Okay, Alabama is nine. I got Netherlands topping the group with nine points, so they go 3-0. and oh. Senegal, six points. They go 3-1. and one. Ecuador with one point, uh, one draw, two losses. Qatar, one draw, two losses with one point as well. So Netherlands and Senegal going through. Okay. Uh, group B, England, USA, Iran, Wales. I got England topping the group at seven points, three, two wins, one draw. USA going second, one win, two draws. Iran in third, uh, two draws, one win. Wales, one draw. Uh, USC is eight. So they have... Whoa, whoa, whoa. They didn't have UCLA in the top ten then. I did, was UCLA, UCLA must have been in the last one. So they have UCLA outside the top ten. Huh. That's interesting. USC at eight. So yeah, England on seven points, USA on five, Iran on two, Wales on one, England, USA advance. Argentina, Poland, Mexico, and Saudi Arabia. I got Argentina on seven points, two wins, one draw. Poland in second, one win, two draws. Mexico in third, one win, one draw, one loss. Saudi Arabia, three losses. So Argentina goes through along with Poland. France, Denmark, Australia, Tunisia, uh, France, uh, seven points, tops it on goal differential, two wins, one draw. Denmark, also seven points, two wins, one draw. Uh, goal differential is five to three. Australia, one win, two losses. Tunisia, 
uh, three losses. So that was Group D. Group F, Spain tops it with nine points. Germany in second with six points. Costa Rica in third with three points. And Japan in last with no points. So Spain and Germany move on. That was Group E, excuse me. This is Group F. Canada, Belgium, Croatia, Morocco. I got Canada topping the group with seven points, two wins and a draw. Belgium, five points, a win and two draws. Uh, Croatia, two draws and a loss. And then Morocco, one draw and two losses in Group F. Group G, Brazil topping it at 3-0, uh, nine points. Switzerland with four points, one win, one draw in second. Cameroon, two points. Saudi Arabia, one. So Brazil and Switzerland move on. In Group G, Group H, Portugal, Uruguay, Uruguay Korea, Korea Republic, and Ghana. Portugal tops it with seven, two wins and a draw. Uruguay, one win, two draws with five points in second. Korea Republic, one win, one draw, one defeat. Ghana, three losses. Tough group. That's a really tough group. I mean, very underrated group. So the bracket would shape out Netherlands versus USA. Argentina, Denmark, Spain, Belgium, Brazil, Uruguay, England, Senegal, France, Poland, Canada, Germany, Portugal, Switzerland. So I have that. I have my knockout stage here. So Netherlands, USA. I got Netherlands 2-1. Uh, it's heartbreaking for me to pick that, but that's my pick. Argentina, Denmark. Give me Argentina 3-2. Spain, Belgium 2-2. Spain wins 4-3 on pens. Brazil, Uruguay. Give me Brazil 3-1. England, Senegal, I'm going upset, 1-0 Senegal. That's one of my upset picks here. Uh, France, Poland, France 3-1. Canada, Germany, Canada 1-0. Portugal, Switzerland, Portugal 2-0. That was the round of 16. To the quarterfinals, Netherlands, Argentina. Give me Argentina 2-1. Uh, Spain, Brazil, Brazil 3-2. Senegal, France, France 3-0. Canada, Portugal, Portugal 1-0. So here we go, 7-6. Georgia is obviously the number one team in the country. Um, so semifinals, Argentina, Brazil, 3-3, uh, 5-4 on pens to Argentina. France, Portugal, France 3-2 in the World Cup final. France versus Argentina. Give me Argentina 3-2. Ohio State is number two. Michigan's number three. So they're going to have... I'm guessing they're going to have TCU 4, Tennessee 5, LSU 6, and uh, Oregon 7. TCU is 4. So the four undefeateds are, okay, they have it right this week. They have it right this week. That should be the top four. That's clear. Uh, I bet it's Tennessee 5, LSU 6, and 7, Oregon. That would be my prediction of what it's going to be. Um, just play it out. Jesus Christ, why are we taking so long? Play it out so we can get through this. Live reactions on the podcast, though. Gotta love it. Seven, or no, five, Tennessee. So Tennessee remains five. LSU six, Oregon seven. Let's be real. So my post-week nine NFL top 16 power rankings. Chiefs sit at one at six and two. Eagles at two at eight and oh. Bills at three at six and two. Dallas Cowboys at four at six and two. Uh, Minnesota Vikings at five at seven and one. Six, the Baltimore Ravens at six and three. Seven, the Miami Dolphins at six and three. Eight, the Seattle Seahawks at six and three. Nine, the 49ers at four and four. 
10, the Jets at 6 and 3, 11, the Giants at 6 and 2, Bengals 12 at 5 and 4, Titans at 13 at 5 and 3, Chargers at 14 at 5 and 3, Buccaneers at 15 at 4 and 5, and the Patriots at 16 at 5 and 4. So the AFC East has the has all four teams in my top 16 this week. Okay, so game predictions. I am 78 55 and 1, my brother is 73 60 and 1. I got a little bit of a gap right now. Uh, Thursday Night Football, we both have the Falcons uh, over the Panthers. 27-23 for me, 27-20 for him. Sunday morning Munich game in, in Munich over in Germany. Seattle, Tampa Bay. I got Tampa Bay 20-17. My brother's got Seattle 32-24. Did I get his upset of the week? I know who it was. Hold on. Yeah, let me just figure out who his upset of the week was. I had it down. I gotta search through and find it. Oregon at six. Wow. So LSU's actually at seven. Okay. Well that that that's that's justice. So Sunday, yeah, okay, I got his upset of the week. Sunday early games, Jags Jags at Chiefs. Um, we both took the Chiefs. I did 31-17. He did 35-27. Uh, Browns at Dolphins. We both took the Dolphins. I have 31-24. He has 34-22. Broncos at Titans. We both have the Titans. I have 23-20. He has 23-17. Vikings, uh, Bills. God damn it. This thing, dude. I thought for the most part the committee got the top five right, and I think if they're going to have LSU that high, I'm glad they have Oregon over them. I think Oregon deserves that. Uh, Vikings at Bills. He has Bills 38-35. This is my upset of the week. I have the Minnesota Vikings going into Buffalo and winning 24-22. Again, do I ultimately think that's going to happen? I would probably still pick the Bills, but I have to pick an upset of the week. I thought that was, I thought that's a fair one to pick. I think Minnesota's a good team, so... Uh, Lions at Bears. We differ. He's got the Lions 24-21. I got the Bears 30-27. Uh, Texans. Uh, Texans-Giants. I have Giants 23-16. He has Texans 24-21, and that is his upset of the week. Saints at Steelers. I'm going Steelers. Uh, 27-24. He's going Saints 20-16. Raiders-Colts. Uh, Raiders. I got, we both have the Raiders. I have 27-17. He has 24-21. Rams Cardinals we differ. I have the Rams 23-20. He has the Cardinals 27-21. Uh Cowboys at Packers. Um I have Cowboys 24-20. He has Cowboys 34-20. Chargers at Niners. He actually went with the Chargers 27-23. I went Niners 30-20. Monday Night Football Redskins at Eagles. He finally picked again picked with the Eagles. Hopefully that means they lose. Uh 24-17 for me, 34-22 for him. So before we get into UFC 281, let's go through my mock draft. Uh, 1.5, Texans at number one, Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama. Uh, they need, let's be real. I, I like Davis Mills. They, they got to go quarterback. Panthers, they have to go quarterback. C.J. Stroud, quarterback out of Ohio State. Raiders at three. Again, they could go quarterback if they lose Carr. As of right now, I'm going edge rusher Will Anderson out of Alabama. Steelers, got to get offensive line. Give me Peter Skoronsky, the tackle out of Northwestern. Lions, quarterback, Will Levis. Out of Kentucky. Cardinals, they go corner. Uh, defensive back Keely Ringo out of Georgia. Jaguars go Jalen Carter, the interior D lineman out of Georgia. 
I would usually have a receiver mocked here, but they just traded for Ridley for next year. Go D-line here. Bears, Quentin Johnston, wide receiver at TCU. Get some help for Fields. Packers. Again, I'm going off of what's the current status. Colin Rodgers being there next year would be the current status. Obviously, things will happen and my mock drafts will change. That's why we do that's why we do them. I'm doing them so early and I do them often. I'm going Packers taking Jackson Smith and Jig by the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Eagles via the Saints. Miles Murphy, the edge out of Clemson. Seahawks via Denver. Brian Brisset, the interior D lineman out of Clemson. Lions, another pick at 12. Cannot remember who this is from. Uh, Joey Porter, the defensive back out of Penn State. Texans, another pick for them. They took Young, dropped him a receiver. Jordan Addison, wide receiver to USC. Colts at 14. Here's my fourth quarterback. Hendon Hooker, the quarterback out of Tennessee to the Colts. They're going to need a QB. Uh, Falcons at 15. Paris Johnson, offensive tackle out of Ohio State. They probably, probably would have had them taking Hooker if they're higher than the Colts. Uh, Redskins at 16. Cam Smith, the defensive back out of South Carolina. Uh, Patriots at 17. Kayshawn Boutte, wide receiver out of LSU. Bengals at 18. This is a tough one to pronounce. Alumuwe. Alumuwe Fashanu, the tackle out of Penn State. Uh, that's a tough one. Uh, Buccaneers, Osiris uh, Torrance, interior offense alignment out of Florida. Uh, 20, Denver, who traded for this pick. Nolan Smith, the edge out of uh, Georgia to replace Bradley Chubb. 21, Chargers, Broderick Johnson, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. Uh, get another tackle on the other side of Slater. Uh, 22, Ravens, Josh Downs, wide receiver out of uh, North Carolina. Um, Seahawks, this is their actual pick. Trenton Simpson, the linebacker out of Clemson. Jets, Javon Dexter, interior D lineman out of Florida. Chiefs, Felix Ndike Uzamo, edge out of Kansas State. Cowboys, Antonio Johnson, defensive back out of Texas A&M. Giants, Clark Phillips, defensive back out of Utah. <coughs> Titans, Michael Mayer, tight end out of Notre Dame. Vikings, Garrett Williams, defensive back out of Syracuse. Bills, Bijan Robinson, running back out of Texas. Eagles, Brian Branch, defensive back out of Alabama. And Texans, B.J. Ojolari, edge out of LSU. So let's get into UFC 281 here to end the pod. Um, big, big fight week. UFC 281 topology. It's a big card. It's a really big card. Um, start at the bottom from where we do our fight picks. Starts right here. Aaron Blanchfield, women's flyweight bout versus Molly McCann. I don't, I don't lock in my picks on Tuesday. I lock them in usually Thursday or Friday, but I'm going to give what I'm leaning towards right now. Uh, Molly McCann trains with Patty Pimblett. Two up-and-comers here at flyweight in this division. Blanchfield, uh, let's see. Let's check who she's fought. Uh, Molly McCann, I believe, has won three or four in a row. Okay. Typologies. Okay, so she's undefeated in the UFC. She beat Miranda Maverick and JJ uh, Aldridge and uh, Sarah Alpar. She's won two decisions. Her last one was coming off a guillotine choke. Uh, Molly McCann, obviously, some wild finishes she's had. Um, she's a beast. Uh, love Meatball Molly. Um, so since she came to the UFC, she lost her first fight via rear naked choke. Uh, she won four, three in a row after that. Um, then she lost two in a row, and she's now on a three-fight win streak. Uh, decision win of against uh, Ji Yong Kim. A spinning back elbow 
um, knockout over Luana Carolina, and then a spinning elbow into punches against Hannah Goldie. This is a thrilling fight. I'm leaning with my girl, uh, Molly McCann. Uh, light heavyweight, the returning Dominic Reyes versus Ryan Spann. Should be a stand-up battle. Don't see much grappling happening here. Give me, I'm leaning Dominic Reyes by finish right now. Uh, Moyacano versus Brad Riddell. I think Riddell's on a two-fight losing streak. Yeah, he lost to Jalen Turner via Mounted Guillotine and decision against, or a wheel kick of TKO against Fazeev. So, I mean, two tough fights in a row for him. Uh, Moicano, let's check him. He is coming off a loss to Rafael dos Santos via decision where he just took an absolute beating. I think he was a late replacement. Took an absolute beating after beating Alexander Hernandez and Jai Herbert before that. That should be a thrilling fight. I'm leaning Brad Burdell via decision. Dan Hooker. Versus Claudio Puleles, I think is how you pronounce this. Um, tough fight for Hooker. Claudio is a good fighter. I'm leaning Claudio via submission right now. It's a great fight. Frankie Edgar's retirement fight against Chris Gutierrez. I think Gutierrez gets him out of there. I think Gutierrez probably gets a finish. I'm going to go Gutierrez right now. And the tough one for me to pick that I really have no, I don't know what to pick right now. Dustin Poirier versus Michael Chandler. I mean, fight of the night, possibly fight of the year. I know it's only a three-rounder. But it could be fight of the year. I'm leaning Poirier right now. Haven't made I haven't made any full decision on that one at all. This is probably the one that I don't really have. I, the, probably the only fight I don't really have locked in right now is this one. Uh, it's gonna be a great fucking fight though. Uh, co-main event UFC strawweight title: Carlos Esparza, Weili Zhang. This is gonna be dominant. Weili Zhang finish round one or two, I think. And the main event: Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. Pereira obviously knocked him out in kickboxing. Um, I'm not as high on Pereira as most people are. I see a lot of holes in his game. I think Izzy finishes him late. I'm going Izzy via round four uh, stoppage. Round three or round four stoppage is what I'm leaning right now. So let's check the odds, though, uh, before we close this pod. Um, Got to check the odds. FanDuel odds. Okay. So for the first fight we're picking from, Blanchfield. Do they not have all of them? Oh, they do. Blanchfield and Molly McCann. Blanchfield actually a minus 440 favorite against Molly McCann. Wow. Molly McCann plus 310. Uh, Dominic Reyes minus... Oh, excuse Yeah, Dominic Reyes minus 225. Uh, Ryan Spann plus two, 172. I think that's fair. Moyacano actually a minus 128 favorite over Riddell. Uh, plus 100. I probably have those flipped, um, but I don't make them. Uh, Dan Hooker and Claudio Puleles. Uh, Hooker is actually the favorite right now at minus 178. Puleles plus 138. Really, I like Puleles. That might be a pick for me this weekend. Uh, Frank Yeager, Chris Gutierrez. Edgar, rightfully, plus 186. Gutierrez, minus 245. I think that's fair. Poirier up to minus 235. Chandler, plus 180. I'd have those a little closer. I would have those a little closer. Um, but I, I can understand why Poirier is the favorite. Uh, Asparza plus 285 is the champ to Whaley's minus 400. I think those are fair. Izzy minus 210. Uh, Pereira plus 162. I think those are fair. I honestly think I'd have Izzy as a little bit more of a favorite, to be honest, like minus 250. But I think those, you know, it's pretty much fair. Um, so, yeah, that'll close out the pod. Um, here I can give you guys. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. It's not going to close out the pod. we got to do the, the podcast league update. Almost forgot. Always got to update the podcast league. Um, unedited. 
So last week I got a win over the guy who is uh, Josh, who was the one seed ahead of me at the time. Uh, Miller won, so he's seven and two. He remains the one. Uh, I am two now, um, at six and three. Uh, Josh at five and four is uh, the three. T- uh, Trey at four at five and four. Connor, who I believe is now won four in a row. I think Craig's won four in a row. He's five and four right there at the cusp of the playoffs. Uh, Lou at three and six. In six, Coley at three and six and seventh, and Fletch at eighth and two and at two and uh, two and seven. Excuse me. Who do I play this week? I think I play Greg, who is on a bit of a heater. I believe. I, I think Craig's won four in a row. I'm pretty sure Craig has won four. Let's check. Can we check the schedule? Do they have the schedule? I wish they had the schedule. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, you can go through it though. Let's go week nine. He can't, he beat my brother by one point. What was the deciding factor? Oh, Kenyon Drake scored 24.9, beat my brother by one. What a game that was. So week eight, he beat Josh. Week seven, he beat Trey. Week six, he, so he's on a three-game win streak coming in. He's looking good. His team's looked really good as of late. Uh, my team right now is set up as normal. Josh Allen is questionable, which kind of scares me. I know he's dealing with an elbow. Um, but who was I going to possibly – I was possibly going to put in Deontay Foreman. How many did Foreman score against Atlanta last time? Yeah. Scored 31 fantasy points. I think Deontay Foreman is probably going to be subbed in for Chris Godwin this week. Yeah. So my starting lineup going in right now, Josh Allen at quarterback per usual, McCaffrey and ETN, Diggs and Waddle and Ertz at tight end, Flexes or Hopkins and – uh, Foreman, and then my su- uh, Superflex quarterback is Dak. I would have to throw Geno in if Allen can't go. Carlson in the Eagles defense. So, yeah, big win last week to, you know, I'm, I'm still only one, really one game up. This is a big week because Craig beats me. I mean, I fall to 6-4. and four. He goes to 6-4. and four. We have two, did the two other 5-4 and four teams play anybody? No, see? So, yeah, I mean, I could be in a clump. In the, at from two to five, if Craig beats me and then Josh beats uh, my brother and Trey beats Miller, I could be in a clump there. So yeah, very interesting. Good league standings. Like I said, we'll be back uh, here. I'll give you the sta- I'll give you the updates on the. I had a decent week. I went two zero oh, and one, so I had a pretty solid week. Uh, so I went two zero oh, and one last week. Um, the standings right now are Colby and Fletch tied for first at fourteen and thirteen. Uh, Tate in second at thirteen thirteen and one. Carter at 13 and 14 in uh, the three spot. I'm in four, fourth at 12, 13, and two. Um, Nick and Zach tied for fifth at 10, 16, and one. And Miller in seventh at eight and 19, or in sixth at eight and 19. Yeah, so those are the standings. Um, NBA's not been good to me lately, but we'll definitely come up with some locks. And so we'll see you guys Thursday um, for uh, KB and the boys will be episode, I think it'll be episode 10. Yeah, KB and the Boys, episode 10 will be Thursday. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.